Today on the No City on the Sideline Dad Podcast, episode lucky 13. What does a father, community builder, and someone who likes to connect? That is my guest, Brad Coleman, from the Fatherhood Fraternity, next on the No City on the Sideline Dad Podcast. Welcome to another episode of No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast. Hey, my name is Joe Foley. I'm a dad and a parent, an adult just like you. I really want to say thank you. Thank you for being here. I know as a dad and a parent, our time is limited, so you two spend time. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. And if it's your first time, welcome. This is a podcast about having a conversation about what it means to be a dad and a parent. There's topics related to being a dad and a parent. You know, sometimes I think dads always seem to be a psychic parent, but not always the case nowadays because... But dads sometimes take on the role, or it's equal. It's equal in the sense that they both have, mother and dad have both have responsibilities, and they share. This would be a weekly podcast that has a sense of community. Community, I, I want to reach out to you. I want to talk to you. Say hello. Free to email me. Um, reach out. I'm on Twitter. I'm very active on Twitter. There'll be topics, the interviews, topics about being a dad and a parent. We're all going through the same issues. I'm the same as you. I have my flaws. My days are like, whew, what am I going to do? <laughs> my my son pushed my buttons. I love being a dad and parent. I know this dad stuff and parent stuff is not easy. I am not an expert. I'm just a dad on a journey, trying to take one day at a time in this crazy world. On today's episode, my guest, Brad Coleman from the thefatherfraternity.com. He's the founder of that website, um, help dads connect and have a sense of community about their journey of being a dad. Hey, we're not alone. And Brad seems to bring community together, have conversations of what it means to be a dad. So I know we share a lot of things in this um, interview that I think would be helpful. So let's jump right in. Today on the podcast, my guest, Brad Coleman, blogger and founder of thefatherhoodfraternity.com. Welcome to the podcast, Brad. Hey, Joe. It's finally to, uh, good to finally get to talk to you. Thanks, man. I really, it's really, really um, thanks for reaching out. And I'm glad to have you on today. Uh, yeah. Uh, good to, I've been following you on Twitter for a little while and, and seeing kind of the momentum that you've been get, getting with the podcast and uh, excited to, to get to visit a little bit here. I like, um, I'd like to open up sometimes this. Um, a question doesn't have to really pertain to what we're talking about, but and maybe maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But what is um, what is one memory of your favorite memory? Something you did with your dad, and how did it make you feel? Probably, I remember when my dad first started letting me go hunting with him, and uh, just being able to be with the guys. It was typically. Uh, we were on a hunting lease with he and my grandfather and a couple uncles. And so just to kind of be around them as you kind of feel like you're part of the group, even though I was too young to be able to sit still in a deer stand for an extended period of time. And, and a lot of that is probably coming back to me because my dad is actually taking my boys hunting now. And so that's probably resurrecting a lot of those memories 
but I always thought that was neat and creates a special bond there. So do you do a lot of hunting? What do, what do you usually hunt for down in Texas? For me, it's mostly deer. deer? We have, yeah, we, um, I have friends that do dove, quail, duck hunting, squirrel hunting, but uh, we live in more suburban area now, and uh, my parents are uh, three to four, three, three and a half hours away, and it's another hour to our hunting lease from there. So when we get to make it out, it's it's just a couple weekends a year. So for me, it's it's as much about being in the woods and and getting back to nature really as it is uh, about the actual hunting aspect of it. Well, I, I, one of the interesting I'd, I'd like to talk about is um, the Fatherhood Fraternity your, your dot com, your website, their blog you have. How did that mm-hmm. come about? What is that all about? And how did that come about? So, the the Fatherhood Fraternity is I wanted to. I, practice my writing, kind of get my thoughts out on paper. I felt like um, there's a, a lot of guys in, in my demographic, the 30 to 40-year-old guys that trying to figure out how to balance their family, career, maybe they're advancing in their career a little bit, a little more demands from there. At the same time, you probably have small kids, so you're trying to figure out the struggles of how to find quality time with them. And, oh, yeah, you know, you've also got your marriage relationship that you – <laughs> that you were nurturing before kids that might be a little more strained than it would have been otherwise. So I felt like me trying to figure all that out, there was no reason for me to struggle in silence. I would at least kind of start writing about it and try to build a community of guys to connect with one another on similar concepts like that. I noticed you, um, it, it was something that also is least the four pillars. Is, is uh, Am I correct? The four pillars of the foundation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That kind of started from uh, one of the first personal development books that I read back in college was uh, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And when I started kind of tracking my time, he talks about the different roles that we play in life. And I found that um, my time blocks basically fall into four categories. You've got faith, family, fitness, and finance. And it's kind of corny that they're all F's, I guess, but um, that's just kind of the way. I didn't really do it on purpose. It started, I was just kind of making some notes, and I realized that that's kind of how it fell, and it was a way for me to remember them easily before I ever before I ever thought about trying to write about it. But what I find is um, most everything that I do in my life falls into one of those four categories, and finance is very broad. That includes my work career as well as, as, well as our family's personal finance Um you know, dealing with debt, managing our our money and that sort of thing. So that's kind of a catch-all category for that. Uh, but what I found also is when I keep my priorities in line based on those four Fs, uh, the uh, faith first, my concentration on God, um, the family second, and then my fitness and my health third, and then letting the career and everything else uh, come behind, that that's where I seem to feel the most balanced in life. And where I feel like I have the most contentment. Um, and also, you had a um, Facebook community, and it's probably 101 members. And I remember checking out, and I really noticed and I recognized some of the names from other father blogs and um, Facebook groups. How is that going? It, it's going pretty well. I, I try to use it to um, bounce ideas off the group of stuff and write about, try to create conversations where I can get ideas. It's called uh, the frat house, kind of in the same theme of the fatherhood fraternity uh so 
um, anybody's welcome to join. Like I said, it's it's for primarily guys in our demographic, um, the working guys, maybe small kids, maybe you got older kids, um, trying to start conversations about um, the things that dads struggle with. Uh, the, those closed Facebook groups are, are becoming popular because people in the group can see the conversation, but someone outside of the group can't see what you're posting within the group. So it kind of creates a little a little safe area for guys to talk about stuff that you might not have wanted to talk about on your public profile otherwise. Yeah, that's a good uh, good forum. I mean, I, I, I looked at my profile this morning, my, my Facebook account, and I noticed I'm in a ton of groups. I'm like, I didn't really <laughs> in that group and that group. It's <laughs> a lot of yeah, groups. And, yeah, and, and uh, some are more... Some more active than others, but uh, it's a good concept. It's a good thing that, that Facebook has established and seems to really create more involvement and, and creates more of the quote-unquote fraternity-type feel, I think, for guys. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, you said, yeah, I think you said, how many kids you have anyways? I have two boys, two boys. Uh, seven, seven and four-year-old boys. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> my, my son is three and a half, and... and um, I've been, and I know as you was, have two boys, you must become the tackling dummy and daddy, daddy. Yeah, absolutely. I can't. You can forget about trying to lay down on the floor and watch TV because it instantly turns into a wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. I totally. He wants to tackle me every time. I come on, Sean. I gotta get you dressed. No, daddy, tackle. tackle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and how do? You, what is a typical day for you as a father? What is it like? Uh my wife, my wife's a physical therapist and between us trying to work full time, both of us and trying to balance being able to work out, I, I tend to take more of the morning responsibilities. She goes and works out early in the morning so she can get to work a, a little earlier. And then she takes the afternoon shift with the boys and I stay a little later. So, uh, we get up about four o'clock in the morning and she goes and works out. That's kind of my quiet time. Um, about five thirty, I have to start getting the boys up and get them ready get them ready for school and since they're one of them's in school and one of them's still in in preschool i have two different drop-offs on my way to work so but i enjoy that morning time with them because i don't get um quite as much evening time because i have to work a little later but uh so i have a little bit of quiet time in the morning but really that morning time is some of my best quality time with them too what what um what made you decide i mean four o'clock that's for most people that's pretty early yeah it but it kind of grew out of a matter of necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just we knew that if if we were going to be able to work out, or if I was going to be able to get some quiet time, or if I was going to be able to do anything before the I had to be able to get up before the boys woke up. Our boys have always been early risers. Our oldest, I don't know that even when he was real young, he never slept past six thirty in the morning. So, um, and we you tend to involuntarily teach those habits to them. You know, over time they get trained of when they wake up and stuff. So, um, so it just became out of necessity and then it became exercise has always been a priority for my wife. And so if she's going to be up and we're going to be up anyway, might as well get up a little bit earlier so that we can get a workout in. So that's when she started actually going to start work out early, working out early in the mornings. And it's just kind of stuck. Yeah. I'm my, I, I could totally understand being an early riser because I, I have a long commute to work. So, um, yeah, I get my sign up and I drove him off at daycare. So I understand I got to usually, I always seem to beat my alarm clock. I don't know why it's like a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it, the, the, the bad thing about that is what you, 
you probably have difficulty sleeping on the weekends now too, right? Oh, you tend to start tossing and turning about the same time your normal alarm clock would go off. Absolutely. I'm awake at 4.30. I'm not going, I got 15 more minutes. It's Saturday. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I guess we can, uh, things you, uh, we want to talk about, the topics we want to talk about today, and, and, and um, you mentioned a few of them in your email to me. And one of them is out of how does figure out what you want in life? What is what does that mean to you? Well, how would you? How did you figure what you want in life? <laughs> <laughs> to 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 say having figured, I think as past tense is not quite accurate. It's more of an ongoing journey. Um, so it, it did kind of develop organically out of those four F's that we talked about earlier, and that really kind of gave me. I, I found that, like I said earlier, I found earlier, I found that I feel in the most balance when I'm kind of living true to that. And so, um, right now my highest priority is my boys, Uh, aside from my relationship with God and and still maintaining that relationship with my wife, because those are going to be ongoing forever. But my boys are in a very critical stage of their development right now. Um, and so that's, that's really a, a high priority on my list. Um, and so Everything that I do right now kind of centers around that. Uh, and what you and I had discussed in email was I started, I did an exercise probably about a year ago now where I, you sat down and you wrote down your principles, the things that you decide that you will stand for. Um, and when I started writing those things out, I realized that who I want to become, if I'm trying to figure out who do I want to become or where do I want to go in life, really what it is, I'm explaining the qualities that I want to see developed in my boys. And so instead of saying, what goals do I have for my life? Really, it was what qualities do I want to see portrayed in them? Because whatever qualities I portray are then going to be uh, copied and mimicked by them, whether they're good or bad, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're if you're uh, stuck in life and just going about the business, not not um, advancing or moving forward with some with some kind of goal or some kind of thing that would make you happy, it, it, and and you see that you, your boys see you're doing really well, and and it's yeah, and, and it set an example. And if you're not, then it's not a really good example. Yeah, absolutely. And and it, it started with somebody said, "What is your goal? What do you want to do?" and and somebody might say, well, I want to have, I want to make a million dollars. I want to be a millionaire. I want to do this, you know, that sort of thing. I'm like, oh, that doesn't really appeal to me. I mean, I think it was Tim Ferriss when he started the four hour work week said, you don't really want a million dollars. What you want is the luxuries and freedoms that a million dollars would provide to you. And so that kind of got me to thinking, yeah, it's not about the money. It's about the time freedom that it would allow you. And so that, principles um, exercise kind of got me to thinking more in terms of on a daily basis what do you what do you want to live your life about that will then eventually get you to those goals in the long run like I want to teach my boys to experience uh, to appreciate experiences over things you know we, we try to value vacation time more in small spurts because we can't take off uh, for longer vacations because we have, because we both work full time, but we really appreciate those long weekends that we get in the summertime. And that's how you create memories. And I want them to appreciate that sort of thing as opposed to the stuff that you get for birthdays and Christmases, you know? 
I think I think more time, like, yeah, like quality time. Like, I mean, I could buy my son anything he wants. If he wants a car, buy him a car. Like, I'm not a real car, but you know, a plastic car. Right. Yeah, but um, I'd rather spend the day going out to the park or going to the library or going to, like, we went in the middle of a snowstorm. I don't know how much snow you get down in Texas. But we went to this place called, um, this, it's a this small little aquarium. But he had so much fun just walking around. But it, and it, I, come on, touch the, touch the turtle. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think as adults we tend to forget how much bigger that sort of thing is to them. Um, I was I was at my uh, high school last week for a, a basketball game, and I kind of walked up and was looking around the campus. Like I remember this being so much bigger than this. You know, everything is just when you come back to it, it's always smaller than um, the way you remember it. And I think that's just the imagination of kids. And so I, I can only hope that the experiences that they get are also the same way, that they're magnet, magnified ten times to them um, what they are to us. Exactly. I mean, it, I think it's time's more important because you, you only – I mean, you, they always talk about the currency, time or money. And you could make big more money, but you're sacrificing time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the tough part of being a, a guy where you we still have to – I mean, working women have to be concerned about supporting their families also, but um, there's something about the brains of guys that I think are more concerned about being the financial providers for the kids. So it's like, how do we balance uh, a career and being able to be there for our kids when we need to be? I mean, it's also, it, also, it's rever- it can be reversed too. The, the woman can also be the, the, the breadwinner and the man still bringing money, but not as much as the woman. But- be, oh yeah, roles could be reversed too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, we have a couple families, friends that we know that uh, have stay-at-home dads, and uh, it's the same thing. And like I said, I I take more of the nurturing role in the mornings, mm-hmm. and I've really appreciated being able to do that. My wife, being a, a physical therapy, being a, a more of an hourly type of a position than a, a salaried position, it's important for her to be able to be at work when she needs to. Um, so I, that means a lot to me that she has the drive and motivation to want to work and help provide for the family. Um, but a sense, um, so what do you, what do you want from your kids? What, what do you want the kids to become? I had to stop Sorry. <laughs> think about, no, 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 you're fine. Um, that's just a big question. You know, it's like, we're, we're trying to figure out, uh, a lot of times what we want to become too, you know? Um, I guess more than anything, we already talked about, you know, being able to, uh, appreciate experiences over things. Um, mainly I want them to look for opportunities to love God and to serve others, which I think are very, two very tightly interconnected things. Um, when you look to serve God first, then you're going to look for ways to help others around you and, and those that are in need any way that you can um, to build those relationships. I mean, we have to work on building those human relationships. It's We tend to think that we're created in or that we're to survive in isolation, but we're meant to survive as a community. And the more we can build those bonds with each other, the, the better we'll all get by. Also, um, but, I'm sorry. I didn't mean go ahead. I, no, you're fine. You mentioned isolation and, um, as you get older, I mean, I'm just, I just read an article the other day, and I, I just, I just jogged my memory um, about 
isolation about men as they get older and family and kids, they, they have a harder time making friends or keeping friends. Do you have a problem, like, as older, as an adult, do you, is it harder to make friends or easier or do you lose a lot of friends as you get older? I find that's one of the, that's one of my greatest, I think, missions right now is trying to find ways to help guys get those connections back. Um, and it's, it's definitely more difficult just because you think about when we, when we do have time to maybe get the guys together for, for one thing, we'll, we'll defer to the ladies a lot of times because the moms need to have their times too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so, uh, my wife went out with, um, some friends of hers from church for dinner last night. And I mean, I certainly don't mind it, but, uh, I was able to work on Pinewood Derby cars with my boys. That's something that we needed to get done. Um, so it is more difficult and I don't know how we cracked that code. Uh, I've thought about with Facebook groups, is that going to be the answer for communication? Is it, um, um, is it more Skype type calls, more accountability stuff? Uh, I was joking with a buddy sitting in traffic. I called him up and I, uh, I, I told him I'm going to start this movement called break lot confessionals where when anytime you're, anytime you're sitting in traffic, you're like, Oh, Hey, I haven't talked to Eric in a while. I need to call Eric or Hey, I hadn't heard from Joe in a while. I need to call Joe, you know, just to check in on people, you know, uh, we're going to start an underground movement of that. <laughs> I just started laughing at that. I was going to come up with my buddy, and, and I really don't. He is not a person to talk on the phone very much. It'd be like one to two words, and yeah, I'll talk to yeah. you. <laughs> exactly, exactly, because normally we're busy. I mean, some people just don't like to talk on the phone. But I'm a lot more adept to talking on the phone when I'm sitting in traffic and don't have anywhere else I can go. You know, I, I pretty much live with my Apple earphones in my head. So I, it's, um, I'm probably going to be listening to music or a podcast anyway. I might as well pause those for a second just to be able to call a buddy just to check in and see how things are going. Well, that's one thing I find about, especially this podcast and me reaching out to other men and, and women too. Um, I'm making new connections. And it's kind of, that's kind of one of the reasons why I do this is to mm-hmm. make new connections and, and new, meet new people because it's just it's actually fun. I mean, I meet people all around the country and then and they joke about my accent. So it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's like I even mentioned to you in the email, uh me being in in Texas, I don't I don't get to meet and talk to a lot of Boston guys and uh, I was listening I was listening to your episode with uh Daryl Silva and you guys were joking about that, you know, the Boston dad and <laughs> dropping your Rs and and that sort of thing and I thought it was really hilarious how you said when you went on your first date with your wife, uh, you knew that she was comfortable with you whenever she kind of dropped her proper English and went back to speaking in that Boston accent where she drops her R's. It's like she had let down her guard. I just thought that was that was a very endearing story. It is. It's so true, though. It's just it was one of those situations. She she works um, for uh, autism school. She's a curriculum coordinator. And she uh-huh. has to give a lot of speeches, and then they got to use the proper English, and <laughs> they got to use all the big words. I mean, and joking around, all the big Jeopardy words. Um, mm-hmm. So she, she knows how to talk in front of people. And when I knew, when she stepped down, I'm like, I got her. I got her. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It was it was a fun experience. Thank thank you. I, I really appreciate you talking about that. Thank you. Well, I want to say we're just wrapping up. I guess. Um, what is your final like? What is your advice or you know anything you could say that to other dads that that might help them uh best advice to other dads you're not 
alone in your journey. Um, we just have to figure out how to all connect together a little bit better. Um, one of the biggest things is don't take your marriage relationship for granted. Uh, you were married and did probably and had a great relationship with your wife before you had kids. And if you're a new dad, it, it will get better. <laughs> don't get discouraged. It's not to say it'll be easier. You just you, you'll you'll find different challenges, but always be looking to nurture that marriage relationship, even while you're trying to juggle how to raise good kids. Well, thank you, Brad, for being on the podcast. Where can I reach out to you if anybody wants to talk to you or email you? Uh, you can find me I'm on uh, Twitter at BradCTX. Um, my website is thefatherhoodfraternity.com. And if you sign up for the newsletter, I have uh, a free download of the um, some of the most popular websites and Facebook pages that I have been following for guys. Uh, just some resources there to be able to get some some good advice. And then also come find me in the Facebook group called The Frat House. Um, and you just send me a friend request. Well, thank you, Brad. Thanks for being on the podcast. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. I really appreciate it. Look forward to, to getting to talk to you some more. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks. Bye. Well, that's all for this episode. I want to thank you for joining me on the No Sitting on the Sideline Tab podcast. You can find all the show notes over at nosittingonthesideline.com. Please comment on the show on the podcast. All comments help improve the podcast. I really want to thank Brad Coleman for being the guest on the podcast today. You can find all about Brad Coleman over at thefatherhoodfraternity.com. Also, if you want to reach out and say hello or just have questions or feedback, there's a, right in the right-hand corner, there's a speed pipe. You can leave a voicemail, or I can be reached at Joe at notesittingonthesideline.com. And I'm also very active on Twitter at NSOSDadPodcast. Well, thank you for your time. Until next time, have fun. Get involved with your children. Just give them a hug. Say you love them. Well, God bless. Take care. See ya.